So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Abuchastegui, and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. And I know, I know you guys would much rather listen to the content and not the ads and not the sponsors, but this is one that I'm actually super, super excited with. You know, so many of the realtors that we interview on the show, they talk about how much systems are important and how much follow-up is important. And I'm really, really excited about our new sponsor. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time and when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able to do this deal. So that sponsor is Follow Up Boss. You know, on an interview last week with Agent Mark McGuire, I asked him what his favorite software and what his favorite system was and he said it was Follow Up Boss. And then he went on for another three or four minutes to talk about why Follow Up Boss was the best CRM he uses. So there's a lot of superstars out out there that use follow-up boss. Some of the stats they gave me, Robert Slack, 1.5 billion team in Florida, number one in the US. He uses follow-up boss to get a 400% ROI on its massive paid lead spend. Deborah Beagle, co-owner of the Ashton Group in Nashville, uses follow-up boss to guarantee the agents who join her team get two homes under contract in the first 90 days. That's a big guarantee for new agents. Barry Jenkins of the, your friends in real estate uses Follow Up Boss to automate everything so his team can produce 200 million on 25 hour work weeks. All right, so here's an offer. You guys are gonna get a special for being Real Estate Rockstars listeners. Now I've, I've used Follow Up Boss. We've actually used it in our non-real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing, and what do, what do you know, best name ever, Follow Up. So here's what we got. For Real Estate Rockstars listeners, you get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com forward slash rockstars. So again, followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30-day free trial, and check it out, especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet. This will be a great one for you to start with. All right, everybody, thanks again. Now back to our show. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui. Happy second quarter of 2022. Hey, can you believe it is April already? Today is April 3rd. This is gonna roll out on April 4th. And this next podcast is the podcast that we do once a month where we take the best of the best of last month's episodes. We give you a few minutes of each episode so you can figure out what you missed. Uh, Some good highlights, it's like the cliff notes and you can go back and see if you wanna listen any more. I can't believe the first quarter of 2022 is already over. I can't believe in two months, a bunch of you guys are coming from around the U.S. to come out and mastermind live with me in Austin, Texas. If you haven't heard about that yet, if you haven't seen us talking about it or heard us talking about it on the podcast or seen us talking about it on social media, the May 18th and 19th, a bunch of us are going to be in Austin, Texas. We've got Hal Elrod, David Osborne, I'll be speaking. A bunch of the people that have been on the podcast that you guys have liked, Garrett Maroon, Steph Heiser, Matt Chick, Jeremy Fuse, the uh, and several more as, I, as I'm just like running through this really quick. Consider coming out here. If you want more information about that, go to hybendigital.com forward slash mastermind. Now, the something else I got to say, the some of you guys have probably 
seen it, and you are gonna see this over the next month or so. So until that mastermind, we're gonna have a lot of guest hosts hosting the podcast. Now, please don't get discouraged by that. The My oldest daughter has been struggling with a medical condition that has started to require five to six hours a day of treatment. And it's pretty gnarly, Andy. So I would appreciate your prayers going her way. But part of that is I'm going on a little bit of a sabbatical over the next couple months so we can take my daughter to these treatments because hardly any of them are in Austin, Texas. Most of them are in other places around the U.S. So as we are kind of battling that and going after that, I can't wait to get to see you guys still in May. Hopefully by the time May hits, my daughter is much better. My sabbatical will be over and I'll be back here. But for the guest hosts that you guys are going to hear, please listen to those podcasts. Please go through them and send me messages. Let me know how they are doing while I'm out. I am going to record one more state of the market uh, here that'll come out this coming Thursday. I've got some great articles I'm going to talk about on that one. There is a lot of stuff about the market changing right now. There's a lot of stuff with interest rates and affordabilities. There's a lot of stuff about you know foreclosure postings going up and what really makes a bubble and some of the irrational exuberance and kind of what that means. So I think that the this coming Thursday, the state of the market that I'm going to publish will be the best one I've done in so long. It's just going to be me and I'm going to be going through a few things that I think you guys need to know. And then the next five or six weeks after that will be a bunch of guest hosts. So please listen to those. Please show them your love and please let me know how they're doing. So now here we go for our April 4th podcast, the best of March. First up, here's a few minutes from episode 1000. 27, The Psychology of Social Media Marketing with Courtney McManus. Here you go. I, I think anything's really possible. And I think that's where a lot of people fail is they put limits on themselves and they, they think and they say to themselves, well, you know, I could never do that. When I first, you know, came up with the idea, I wanted to be a real estate agent. My family themselves, they all laughed at me. They were like, you know, Courtney, it's not, it's not that easy. You know, you can't just go into sales. So it really was having the, um, knowing that I had it in myself and really having the motivation behind it to say, listen, if someone else can do this, why can't I? Um, and not taking no as an answer. I mean, I know you can't see it on here, but I'm a very, I'm five feet tall. I'm a very like small girl too, as well. So when I come to people and I say, you know, I want to be the president of the United States, they would look at me like I was crazy, but it, I used it more as motivation to fuel that because I know that it's possible. I know now if I want to be the president of the United States, it's still possible if I take the right routes to get there. Um, I think anything is really possible if you just, you know, can break it down to, okay, this is where I am now. This is where I want to be. What do I need to do to get there? Um, and I think just surrounding yourself around people that are already doing it makes a really big difference, especially for someone that's 22, brand new in the field, doesn't have any family in the industry to give you a handout what are your next options? Um, so you really have to be realistic about it and not just play the victim role and say, oh, you know, I don't have anyone to help me. Um, you can always find people to help you and help get you where you want to be. It's just surrounding yourself by the right people um, and identifying, you know, where you are now and where you want to be. Yeah. How did you, so you talked about leads your first year. How did you get those leads? What were the types of leads you were working so for me, being 22 years old, knowing that everyone I associate with is on Instagram, knowing that everyone my parents associate with is on Facebook, I would make sure I'd post everything to Instagram that people my age would care about. And then I would post everything to Facebook that people my parents' age would probably care more about. So maybe the people on Instagram only care about the white shiny kitchen where people on Facebook might actually care about appraisal differences and stuff like that. 
Um, so it was really kind trying to like play chameleon. And I tell a lot of people, I feel like there's a lot of psychology that goes into this business. And the more that you can really utilize the psychology in this field, I think the more successful you'll be. Um, again, so it was just kind of tailoring where I was promoting myself to this, to certain people. Um, you know, my friends are going to be more first time home buyers. My parents' friends are probably going to be, you know, listing opportunities. So I tried to market myself differently to the different markets that I know are on those platforms, if that makes sense. Even so much as I think I sold five homes this year from LinkedIn alone, just from staying in front of people on LinkedIn that I went to college with that, like, you know, maybe we don't follow each other on Instagram for whatever reason, but we happen to have each other on LinkedIn. Um, so again, it was just picking which platforms I wanted to post certain things. I post like photo shoot content to my Instagram, but never to my Facebook. So again, there's a lot of psychology that goes behind it. I personally believe, and that's where I see a lot of success from too as well. But social media really has been my biggest thing. I'd say I probably close 90% of my deals from Instagram right now and maybe another 5% from Facebook and the other five just from, you know, word of mouth, friends, family, stuff like that. But for me, it's all social media right now. And I think it's partly because of the age group that I'm in. Mm -hmm. um, I think that has a lot to do with it because that's just where people are right now. But I try and post stuff that I think people are going to care about. So, you know, like last week I posted an opportunity it was a three family home. So in the, the caption, I said, um, it was on my story. I said, you could live in this home, have your mortgage paid for and profit a thousand dollars a month. Um, like DM me if you're interested. And I got 15 solid buyer leads just from that one Instagram story. All right. If you liked that one, that was episode 1027 with Courtney McManus. Next up 1028. This was guest host, Kelly Skevel. Uh, interviewing Walt Key, how to win business and referrals from for sale by owners. This was a really fun one to listen to. Here's a few minutes of that one. Every how single conversation that you have is a data collection exercise at the end of the day. Right. Yes. That is a good point to remember. Every interaction you have is a data collection. There's, yep. there's only two things that you need to do to do well in this business. And this is Walt Key's secret to success for anybody who wants it. Head, listen up. Listen up. Here. Literally, go about your entire day with the thought in your head, how can I add value to whatever situation I'm in, whatever person I bump into, how can I add value in this situation right now? Okay. That will put you in the mindset to engage with people, mm -hmm. to ask them what they need, to see if you can help them. Yeah. And you'd be amazed some of the wackadoodle spots you'll do business when you, when you approach life that way. And then the second thing is every conversation you have should end with a question of, hey, this was really great. Would it be okay if we stayed in touch? Ah. Uh, well, listen, what's the best email address for you? I'd like to just send you all my contact information ahead of time. So if you have any questions, you can just reach out to me. Right. So it's how do I add value and help people today? And would it be okay if we stayed in touch because this was such a great conversation? I'd like to follow up with you. I think those are two. That will points. build your database. And then it's simply a matter of having a proper follow-up system to stay top of mind with your database. Right. I just like the, the, the value add mindset that you're going at it with. I think that one that puts, you know, that puts the client at ease, that puts the person on the other side of the phone, the seller that already, like you said, has probably been inundated with agents. Um, so you can, you could probably, you can probably feel their guard come down over the phone, but also 
for the agent who's like maybe a little bit nervous, if you come at it with this mindset of like, I'm just calling to provide value, um, you know, maybe, maybe it brings your nerves down and you're, and you're more willing to get on the phone and make those calls. It takes the pressure off of the entire situation. Yeah. And as an agent who is scared to close the deal, I don't know about objection handlers. You don't have to handle objections. If they object, say, okay, we'll have a wonderful day. Yeah. Move on to the next, <laughs> right. Right? There's no pressure for you to close a deal. That's not the intention here. The intention is to build relationships mm-hmm. with people, add value when and where you can, and let that do what it naturally does. Right. Here's a, I, I, I say this occasionally to people and they're like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. You cannot give away more value into the world than what the world will give you back. Mm, and if you don't believe like me, that. try it. I like try that. it. Because here's what happens when you're focused on just giving value away, regardless of what you get throughout the day, you will end your day feeling as if it was incredibly valuable. Yeah. Because you're just out there helping people, watching people smile. I really appreciate what you've done. That is more valuable than any commission you'll ever make. It's more valuable than any marketing campaign you can ever do. All right. And if you liked that one, that was episode 1028 with Walt Key and guest host Kelly Skevel. Next up, episode 1029. Hey, this was so much fun getting to interview Mark Plusha, longtime listener of the podcast. Here's a few minutes of that one. If you could think back to when you were listening to the podcast, you listened for a long time. Can you think back to you know one or two things that you heard on the podcast that really stuck out as like, wow, that's a game changer, or that was really good advice. I'm going to use that in my business. Can anything come to mind? Oh, absolutely. A uh, couple things, and I think it was on the same podcast. Daniel Del Rio, when he was talking about knowing your numbers, being able to speak intelligently about what's going on in the market, and that conversation you guys had with you know, number of builds pre 2008 versus post and how that's created such a shortage in, in housing. And that's why we're, we're really affected by demand right now. That stuck out being able to have those conversations uh, with potential buyers and sellers kind of having an, an indication of where the market might be headed. And then, you know, my, my affinity for David Green, right? So <laughs> his, he, I think it might've been the same podcast. He kind of talked about just as a newer age and a lot of people get into it and, and you're stuck in that W2 mindset. You think that I can show up for 40 hours to the office and, and you're going to get paid. And that's just not the case, right? Like you have desk fees, you have all these other, you're, you have your MLS dues, all these things every day that you show up to the office and you don't make a sale, you're losing money, right? Like what other job do you possibly have where that's the case that I, other than owning a business or and being an independent contractor. So yeah, those two things really, really stick out. Obviously getting turned on to, to Brandon Mulrennan pretty early on and, and just using his, his scripts. Um, I'm not a salesperson uh, whatsoever. So kind of going through and using, he calls it the reverse selling method and just uh, like selling is not telling, right? Like ask open-ended questions, figure out where their pain points are and, how do you as an agent solve that? And just very, very low pressure sales. Cause I, like I said, I am the opposite of, of a used car salesman. That's not my thing. So, so let's talk about that for a second. So the, so a listener says, what do you mean low pressure sales? So the, so you said you're going to have the conversation. You're going to ask lots of questions. So you post on Facebook's, Hey, Hey, I'm an agent. Now somebody reaches out to you and says, 
you know, would you be able to help me find a home or, or what, how does it start? Like, like bring it, talk us through, like, do you ever do the ask of like, Hey, do you want me to go hunt for you? Do you ever yeah. like do a close or is it more like, like, like tell us about that, that not being a salesy sales agent. Yeah. So how I use it with, and it more pertains to for sale by owners, right? That's a big one for me. So all that information and all these lead sources, this is the best thing to me. They're all free. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's, that's really what geared me towards them. But yeah, uh, in terms of for sale by owners and that kind of reverse selling that he, he speaks a lot about, um, if I, if I'm calling, going through Zillow, call it for sale by owner. Hey, good morning. My name is Mark Rossi and Taylor Realty Group. You know, I saw the home on Main Street for sale. Um, I see you're selling it by owner. I definitely respect that. But, you know, if 30 days were to go by and the home doesn't sell for whatever reason, at that point in time, would you be open to, to interviewing listing agents to sell your home? And a lot of times I'll kind of make a joke about it. I'll say, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're getting aggravated with or inundated with phone calls from from agents. I know it can be frustrating. Saying things like that just to lighten the mood and understand like you're putting them, most people, I think a lot of agents think they're going to reach out to these people and they're going to be mad at them, right? They're going to get, I've had one phone call and this is what I did when I first started from three hours in the morning every day uh, was just making phone calls. I've had one phone call that went poorly where I like got yelled at, right? No one wants to get yelled at, but one phone call, I think that's what made me gravitate to these scripts where they're such easy conversation, especially with the for rent by owners, but even framing those conversations with for sale by owners, you know, 30 days from now, you don't sell. Are you open to interviewing listing agents? I'm not even asking you to list the home in 30 days. Me. Are you open to interviewing listing agents? And it kind of, it takes people, they're not on guard as much, right? They're not defensive. They're not, oh, this guy's bothering me. He wants to, he just wants me to list my house right off the bat. And it's, it's very rare that that happens where you're going to convince someone to list their home with you on the first kind of conversation. But from then it's just follow up, right? Staying in front of them and kind of leading with value. And here's the CMA. Would you, would you be open to me walking uh, the home with you? I can give you some pointers on what might make the home sell in terms of staging or, or things like that. Getting professional photography, a lot of for sale owners just use their use a cell phone. So I'll refer them to my photographer and maybe they'll get a discount if they throw my name out there. So just things like that. But yeah, that, that's really what made me gravitate towards it. And that's what I mean by kind of that low pressure sales. All right. And if you liked that one, go back and listen to the rest of episode 1029, making sales without being salesy with Mark Plesha. Next up, episode 1030. So another one with guest host, Kelly Skebel. She was interviewing Rudy Kusuma the 1030 reverse prospecting, getting the prospects calling you. Here's a few minutes of that one. You get a listing and then you would, you said you would leverage that listing. So when you, when you say you leverage that one listing to turn it into more, can you, can you give some detail on that? Oh yeah. That's actually the, 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 the genus, the foundation of building a team. You got to have an overflow of business, right? right? If you don't have an overflow of business, you don't have a team. You just have a group of people hanging out together. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the easiest way, uh, one of the simplest, well, there's, I think there are top three, but the, the simplest way to, to, to generate an overflow business is to leverage what you already have. So the easiest way is to leverage a listings to get more listings. And this is what I meant by, uh, by that, Kelly. So, I remember when I first got my license, the industry norms and standards uh, that my broker asked me, hey, Rudy, when you are in escrow, I have a listing. I remember 2008, I have one short sale listing. 
Literally, Kelly, literally people are waiting, standing in front of the line, waiting, looking to buy this one. This is my only <laughs> one listing. My first listing, I remember in November, uh, no, November or December 2007, I only have one short sale listing and literally hundreds of buyers lining up. And then when we are in escrow, when, I, when, when, when we sold the home, my broker told me, hey, it's in escrow. I look at all the other agents in my area. What they do, they put the property pending. So, mm-hmm. so you know what's funny? When I put the sign pending, before I put the sign pending, I get hundreds of calls. People thinking of buying and selling a house. The moment I put the sign pending in escrow, sold on that for sale sign, guess what? Cricket. The phone call stopped. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, there is something wrong here, right? So, so, well, I didn't really think much about it, Kelly, because that was like my first deal. And then it goes on in 2008, my second deal, my third deal. I realized the pattern. I realized that every time I have good listings, my phone is blowing up. I have an abundance. I have an overflow of buyers and sellers calling me. Mm-hmm. But then the moment I follow the industry norms and standards, what my, my, what my broker asked me to do, which is put a sold sign, everything disappeared. It's as if I'm telling the people, don't call me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So you had a thousand, how many transactions? A thousand? Uh, in the last 12 months, we closed 1,025 uh, deals here in, in California. And what's that in, um, what's that in volume? Uh, it's, it's about $900 million. Okay. Wow. Okay. And do you know your GCI off of that or? About 20, 20 million okay. GCI. Yeah. Wow. All right. That's a, that, those are big numbers. <laughs> What's but, but Kelly, the, it looks big, but the, the purpose, the, the message is this. Everything starts from a real system, right? Because if you have a system that, if, what is a system? It's just a series of checklists. Right. Now we just we just have to scale it, right? Because uh, just now I was mentioning about the marketing team is to generate the leads, the admin and put it into a database, the inside sales team check the timing motivation, the outside sales team, those are the system. But once we are tied with that, uh, Kelly, uh, it goes from 10 to 50 transactions to 100 transactions. We just have to we just have to scale it, right? But right. I think we just have to be really good with that, with, with the model, with the, with the system, because otherwise it's not going to, you, you cannot grow. You just grow the problem, basically, right? If, if, if you cannot sell 100 homes properly, you cannot grow because having more people, you just magnify. You're just going to magnify the, the problem. All right. Remember, if you want to go hear the rest of that, go listen to episode 1030. Here we go. Next one is episode 1031. Forget the haters and forge ahead with Cami Linkowski. This is a fun interview I got to do with her. Here's a few minutes of that one. You knew people and so that helped you get your first listing, but then you had to work harder to make sure like every, every lead was actually real. And you had to push through. Did you, did you feel like you had to work harder? Well, yeah, definitely had to work harder. And then also, you know, there are, I'm sure there were like the doubters that were like, oh, you know, because Vegas, let's be honest, you have these girls that work at the pool, which, and they make all this money. They don't go to school, don't, you know, whatever. And then time's up and they're like, well, I'm just going to become a real estate agent, you know, and they're pretty face. And I think they think it's so easy. You know, and I, I do, there probably were people that thought that that's what I was going to do, like just do a deal here and there and, you know, see where it goes, where that's not like, I have my master's, you know, in communication. I, you know, my undergrad is in philosophy. So like, not some dumb dumb that was just making money and then all of a sudden stopped and wanted to make money and got into real estate, which is unfortunately what's happening here. It's like an oversaturated market with beautiful faces and nothing between the years. Yeah. So you had haters, you had people saying you wouldn't be able to do this or not to my face. 
<laughs> They're not that dumb. <laughs> yeah, you, you, they, I could tell. I could tell they wouldn't want to confront you like like yeah. the asshole agent out there. But what advice would you give people that have haters and they're trying to figure out if they should push forward or not? Just keep doing you, really. You know what I mean? Just keep doing you. Keep posting on social media. Keep talking about what you're doing. You know, just put it out there that you're an agent. Whether it, you mean like people are like, oh, I don't have, I don't have, um, I don't have listings or I have buyers. I just go to like go to model homes and do tours and talk about that and just talk about the real estate market. You know, you, if you talk about the real estate market, no one's going to know that you don't have a listing or you don't have a buyer at the moment. You know, you just give them information and they could see you make it, man. That's what I had to do. Even yeah. in like all my reality TV stuff, I had to fake it till I make it. I think that's amazing advice. Any last advice you give to anybody in the spectrum of people thinking about getting their license or trying to get to the next level, what would you say is a secret to success? Well, I wanted to give an advice on leads first. Yeah. Uh, something that helped that worked for me. And obviously this year's a little different, but so if you go on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, probably Facebook is your best bet. And you see all the time about like how the rent's gone up and housing prices have gone up and everything. I got like, I would say like six leads and they all converted from, you just read the comments and you're going to see people saying, oh my God, like I can't afford that. My, my rent's gone up or I don't know what to do. My rent's going up. You literally just write them, hey, can you please check your DM? And you introduce yourself, tell them that you're an agent, say, how much are you paying on rent? Do you know that you can pay X amount if you like own a home, it'll be in your name if you pay this much. I'm going to connect you with my lender, my husband. And let's discuss more, let's discuss more details. Let's see if you can get approved and we can go from there. And 99.9% of the time they're going to respond and say, oh my God, yes, let's do it. Yeah. That's like the easiest free way to get a lead. Yeah, that's brilliant. Real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui with a quick commercial break with one of our newest sponsors. I'm super excited to be partnering with these guys. Does 15 to 20% ROI investing in turnkey rentals sound attractive? Did you know you can use the Burr strategy with new construction that has immediate equity already? You guys have heard me talk about stuff like this. Rent to Retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed, allowing you to invest with confidence out of state. They have single family, multifamily, new build and syndication opportunities across multiple markets that maximize cash flow, appreciation and equity. Rent to Retirement assists investors in learning how to build a comprehensive business plan with the best investment and tax strategies to achieve financial freedom through real estate investing. There's no excuse not to get started in real estate investing when you have the right team and systems in place. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com or call 1-800-311-6781. That's 800-311-6781 to learn about how you can get started investing in some of the best cash flow markets today. You know, and if you guys want to learn more about Zach, episode 1025, we dig in for a good 45 minute interview where he tells you the secrets to investing in real estate out of state. And him and I shared a lot of ideas about what works and what doesn't. You'll get to hear a lot about his company and his business. You know, if you're an agent from out of state and you've got referrals looking for stuff, they work with other agents on a referral basis. And we've talked so much since COVID hit that everybody needs to have a backup plan, right? Every one of you agents needs to have a backup plan. You should all be investing in real estate. And if you're having trouble finding the time and the team to do it, maybe something like rent to retirement is the solution for you. So thank you for listening. Go check them out. Now back to the rest of our podcast. All right. And if you want to hear 
the rest of that one, you know, Cammy has one of the biggest social media followings we've seen uh, from all of the, the stuff that she had done on TV and on a bunch of reality TV shows. So go find her on social media or go back and listen to the rest of episode 1031. Next up, here's episode 1032. This was transactional versus transformational agents with Parnell Quinn. And I also had my guest host, Paul, out of uh, California. He was on here with me. And so Paul Morris has been a bunch of guest hosting. He'll be doing some of the guest hosting over the next couple months while I'm gone. Here's a few minutes of that one with Parnell Quinn and Paul Morris. Don't hold it against me. I spent, you know, 10 plus years as a lawyer and no matter how big and fancy the law firm was, because you say, hey, if you don't have answers for them, they'll just bring their, they'll bring their experts from Denver on down to our, our, our neck of the woods. But no matter how fancy a law firm was, they always have and they always will have what they call local counsel. Yes. And the reason why is because the local counsel know they know, hey, oh, you know, this judge is, you know, right. this judge right. plays golf and that judge, you know, don't tell her this or that, you know. And so you need to be at from what I'm hearing, you know, provide that kind of local service, that local that that high hyper local information that a, that a big firm in Colorado is not going to have. Right, exactly. So being the broker for all of Colorado now, I help with Denver. So my agents that are working in Denver and Colorado Springs, I'm actually teaching them how to go out and learn how to meet the people they need to meet, go to the town meetings, show up, you know, I don't know if you've been to a town meeting, but they're usually pretty boring. Mm -hmm. However, but once you get into them, you start shaking hands, and you get to know everybody. Well, now the next time you come in and you have a project, you're talking to your friends, you're not talking to a bunch of strangers that are sitting in front of you. Mm. And so I, I'm teaching the client, even though they're not directly under me, they're part of the uh, commercial division. So I've been having classes with them, explaining how to do that, going out and finding your big contractors, the people that put in the water and sewer lines, foundation guys, you want to have a relationship with them um, because when they pull off a job because they're angry, you're the one that helps them get back on the job. Uh, that That's worth its weight in goals to, uh, gold to, for developers today. I remember the, uh, when I first got out of school, I was learning new development in Santa Barbara and we were buying small parcels and subdividing them to five or six. And I was fresh out of college and construction management. And I'd understood some of the process with land development. And I would go to all of those city council meetings and all the planning department meetings, even when it wasn't ours. So just essentially we would learn who the architects were that people liked Right. Because there were some that the city council liked and some that they didn't, you know, because Santa Barbara was also a very small area for like for the, how big and, and, and expensive it is. It was it was a small niche of people. And then understanding, you know, if people are out there, if agents are out there wanting to get into this business, Parnell's idea of like how to meet those people and just going to town council and city councils and shaking hands. I think it's a great idea. And I think you get to meet the developers and you get to start to know what's going on way ahead of time. Right. Because when that planning department stuff is first starting, you know, the first the first thing we're doing is like, hey, we're in contract to buy this three acre lot mm -hmm. and we're going to turn it into eight condos. Right. right. And we're knowing that we're having that conversation 15 months before those condos mm -hmm. are going to be ready. There's a lot of information that can be learned at those sorts of things, especially at times right now where uh, housing is scarce. Development projects are scarce. You know, it's harder to find those deals. That could be that way that you get a niche up for existing clients for stuff that's coming and then also get to deal with some of those developer clients. What's one thing that you wish you would have known about real estate when you first got started? I mean, you started in real estate when you were six, so maybe there's been no surprises by the time you actually got licensed. But like, I wish that when I first got into investing, 
right? So before right. I ever like, I would like buying and selling houses and I was buying, I was doing flips. And I was making all sorts of money, but nobody told me that I should have like saved some as rentals. Yeah. Right? So my big thing was not realizing that that payday wasn't going to go forever. I need to put some aside. What's yours? What's one of your things? And it could be about being an agent or about getting deals or the process. What's one thing you wish you'd known when you first started? The difference between a transformational relationship and a transactional relationship. When I first started, it was all transactional. Get the deal done, go on to the next buyer, go on to the next seller. Never really nurtured the relationship, never really made a, a connection with the people I was working with. So I would say our repeat business was about 20%. And we were local up here, me and my dad and my brother. And our, our repeat business is 20% because we were all transactional. Once we started becoming transformational and really getting to know the people and having events and showing up at the events and being part of what people are doing, that's when that we started having a transformational relationship with people. We started giving out, it's a simple thing. We give out really nice gift baskets. You know, a lot of it's logoed, but a lot of it's not. And so they really appreciate that, but it's, you stay in touch with them. When they come up with their kids, we figure out how to get them discounted ski passes. We get them into the rec district so they can go play in the pool. So it's more more of a relationship with our clients than just a transaction. And that's probably the number one thing I would have changed when I started. Well, that, that is such a phenomenal point. All right, now remember, if you wanna go hear the rest of that interview with me and Paul Morris interviewing Parnell Quinn, that's episode 1032. Parnell tells me he might be coming out to our mastermind in May, so maybe you'll get to meet him there. Next up, episode 1033, the benefits of joining a real estate team with Sarah O'Malley. This interview was so much fun because Sarah and I had chatted over social media several times. I told her to go, you know, she had said, hey, I applied for the podcast. We actually approved her, she didn't get the email. So a few months later, I reached back out to her on social and said, hey, we approved you, why didn't you sign up? And then she did, uh, her and I finally got to chat and it was a great interview. Here's a few minutes of episode 1033 with Sarah O'Malley. So you joined a team right away and, mm -hmm. and that's a great way. People ask all the time as a new agent or as a young agent, like, how do I, how do I let people overcome that question? Like the, Hey, you're only 20 years old and you're an agent or you haven't done this or you're brand new because everybody's always brand new at something. And I love that. So the, so you knew right away, you would say, Hey, I'm, I'm part of a team. This is why, what are some of the other benefits of joining the team? Like, how is that, how has that experience been for you? Do you think everyone should join a team? Uh, I think if you don't have any real estate experience or if you're moving to location, I would always recommend a team. And I, I've kind of said I'm a teamer for life. That's just the lifestyle I like to live. Uh, the benefits of my team for me are obviously admin support. We have an amazing admin, admin who like being an admin, who see the checks and still want to stay in the admin position. Uh, we have an incredible operations manager named Robin. We have Dustin, our listing manager. We just hired a marketing coordinator. Um, so we have like this big team around me to help. And I'm also, I am a very like I like my lifestyle. I like to travel. I don't want to be in Baltimore all the time. Right. And showing houses as primarily a buyer's agent, you have to be here. So as a team, I have all these team members to say, Hey, can you show this house for me? Like last week, I was in Savannah for five days for St. Patrick's Day. We go every year. I did two deals. I put two deals under contract, almost a million dollars in Savannah. I wrote an offer in my car on the way to the beach. So that's what a team is for me. It's just the support. And then obviously the next couple of weeks when I'm here, I'll do that for my team members too. So it's just a collaborative way for everybody to 
have the lifestyle we want, but also, you know, make good money. You know, people haven't given me that answer very often. And I think that's really important. I, I think it's, it's, it's so important because people, because the first thing people say, why not to join a team or why not? To, because they say, I don't want to share my profits with anybody. I don't want to share my commissions. I want a hundred percent of everything. But the idea that you're, you're almost instantly, I mean, you're instantly part of a team, but you get to kind of instantly be almost like a business owner. Even if you're a low person on the team, if someone else on the team is going to help you. So like business owners get to go on vacation and someone else does their work for them. But just by being a team member, yeah. you get to feel it like, because you can be in Savannah and say, hey, I need you to go show this house for me. Even if you're the low person on the totem pole on that team and somebody else is going to do that for you. So that's a very quick way to kind of leverage yourself in the business. I hadn't thought about it like that. One of the tips that you, you brought up that you heard at the podcast is you said adding value for free or working for free makes you more money. And um, mm -hmm. I love that slogan. I love that, that, like, that whole thought, working for free makes you more money. So you said, I think that was one of the tips you heard on, on the podcast. How have you used that or how would you re-explain it in your own words? So I, I just posted a reel this morning on Instagram. It's doing pretty well. And it's, it's me in the gym. And then this text comes through my AirPods and it's from a buyer and it says, Hey, our, my brother's uncle's cousin told me to wait. I know you showed us 27 houses. Ha ha ha. And I made a joke about it in the caption because I don't want that to sound like I won't show you 27 houses. I worked for free so much in my first two years, so much. I would take a buyer out before they were pre-approved just to make that connection. Mm -hmm. And even now, Zillow, if I get a Zillow buyer, we do the Zillow flex thing. So we have millions of people. Some are great, some are not. I'll go meet you. If you don't sound like you're going to you know, murder me on the scene, I'll go meet you. It doesn't matter if you're not pre-approved. Some agents will say, I will absolutely not meet with you. Okay, but that person might be very wealthy and have so much more to offer you business-wise in the next five, 10, 15 years of your career. And you said no to them because they weren't pre-approved today. You wouldn't work for free today to make a million dollars tomorrow. Yeah. And I mean, I did that with a client. This client wanted to see a million dollar home. I should have, right? Asked proof of funds or pre-approval. Could have just been a lucky looker. He's a multimillionaire from DC that's investing in Baltimore. I've done four deals with him. Yeah. And at the beginning, if you would have, if you would have said like, well, let me make sure you're real first, like maybe he would have said like, I'll go to the next person. He's like, ooh, why would you say that to me? You know, cause he's yeah. a high up guy. He's like, of course I'm real. All right. If you like that one, remember that's episode 1033 with Sarah O'Malley. Go listen, listen to the rest of it. All right. Last one of March, March 31st, episode 1034, how to win business from eager buyers on YouTube. This was Kelly Scavel interviewing Ken Pozek. Sometime in 2017, I did a video that was like the top 10 things you didn't know about Celebration Florida. And that's like the town that Disney built. Okay. So I literally walked around with my cell phone and it was just like, here's the HOA. Here's what the builders are. Does Disney own it? What the theme park location is like all of these different things. Right. And that video did like 40,000 views in the first month. And I started getting a bunch of calls like, okay. people from, yeah. And so I was like, all right, I'm onto something like this is, this could, this could be something. And so, uh, kind of paid for different coaching and I, I reached out to all these YouTube gurus and sort of failed forward. And, um, now we've got, you know, three to 4 million views at this point. And it's literally every single day, somebody from somewhere in the world reaches out to us from YouTube that asks uh, if we can be their agent. And so it's a way different business model than like Zillow, right? Like where you, you go buy a lead and then you know, you're just one of four other agents to get, get the same lead. And you're just hoping to hurry up and follow up before someone else does. And 
instead these people are reaching out to you as like a a consultant as like a fiduciary instead of just can you open the door and so it's been a it's been a fun journey yeah and i would imagine that those so because they're reaching out to you these leads are a lot they're stronger right they're like they're warmer leads they're not like you said you're not trying to chase them Yep. A lot stronger. Wow. Yeah. We're, we're converting like 10% of them that come in within the first two months. And then after that, we, we convert another 10% typically over the next 12 months. So yeah, like one out of five turns into something. Um, whereas we were finding like 2% of Zillow leads converted. Right. So yeah, they're significantly better converting way more loyal, way more bought into who you are. And so it's, uh, it's changed our whole paradigm on, on like what real estate can actually be. Wow. Yeah, we so I feel like that's been like a theme, especially here on the show the last couple months is like a lot of successful agents that we've talked to have leveraged social media in some way, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, like it's and they've all had a little bit different um, way of going about it. This is super interesting. I think what we hear a lot too is that um, agents and I am one of them get like super nervous to be in front of the camera. So did you have like, did you have some fear of being in front of the camera? And, and if so, how did you get over it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I would say, um, and like, and repeat myself. And then I would think back at the end of the video, did I, did that even make sense? What I just said, <laughs> and you got to go back and rewatch it. Right. Um, and so I've got some tips on that, you know, just to get better, like, like, uh, you've done an open house before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the first time you did an open house, were you amazing? No, no, I probably was scared no. out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You unlocked the door and put out your signs the first time and you were like, all right, let's see how this goes, you know? And um, I think it, you know, video is the same way. It's just like, you know, the more you do, the better you get. And so after you've done 50 open houses, you're like, I've got this. Like, I know how to greet the person. I know how to get their information. I know how to convert them if they don't want this house. What are they looking for so that I can convert them into a sale, right? You just got better. And yeah. so video is the same way. Like the more you do it, the better you get. And then um, we created sort of a formula for our videos. And so uh, we don't script anything because I feel like authenticity sells. Right. And um, so it's really like intro and the intro has nothing to do with me. It's not like, hey, this is Ken Posick with Keller Williams here in Orlando. And today you're going to learn about X, Y, and Z. And by the way, I've been doing this for 17 years and I'm the man you want to listen to. And that's why like a lot of agents do. Uh, okay. Instead, the intro is just like, hey, here's the top five neighborhoods you probably don't know about in Orlando. Let's get into it. And then I give them a ton of value through like four to five different points. And then the outro is usually like, hey, so by the way, if you're looking to buy or sell anywhere in Central Florida, I want to be your real estate resource of choice. Make sure you email us at info at posicgroup.com. And so that has done significantly better by giving a ton of value up front yeah. and like trying to sell myself, if that makes sense. And I think yeah. people get nervous on video when they try to sell themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I mean, you're there to provide. That's what people don't want to be sold to, right? Anymore. They the, right. put the value up front. I mean, it makes. Yeah, that's great. All right, and if you like that one, go back and listen to the rest of episode 1,034: How to Win Business from Eager Buyers on YouTube with Kelly and Ken. All right, guys. Now that is a wrap. That is the wrap on our Best of March podcast. Please remember all my announcements at the beginning. We've got a mastermind coming up. You're not going to hear too much from me over the next six or eight weeks, but you will hear me on a state of the market this Thursday. And I promise you, it is going to be a fantastic state of the market and might just change your life this year as I go deep in analyzing some trends that I think everybody 
needs to know. And while I go on my little sabbatical, please send prayers my way for my family and uh, for Maddie so that we get quick, quick healing out of her so she gets to start living the life that she should get to live. And I really appreciate you guys. And if there's a guest host out there that I should be considering to help me while I'm away, you guys let me know of all the people you've heard on the podcast, who should be one of the guest hosts taking on more people right now. All right, everybody. This is Aaron Amuchastegui signing off. Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks for listening. All right, Real Estate Rockstars. This is Aaron Amuchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully, you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also, we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rate rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents, and we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every punny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients, and we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate how to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.